Hello and welcome to Your Life Choices. This is the podcast with me, John Deeks, and our mission as always is to deliver up-to-date, independent, authoritative information and essential resources anywhere, anytime, and on any device. You're most welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. Well, folks, we've never worked so long, we've never lived so long, we've never been as healthy for so long. But many of us still want to work, and over the age of 50, for a lot of people who have finished one employment, may be looking for another job. Where do you go? How do you approach looking for another job when you're 50, 60, 70? We have someone on the line from Hobart, a gentleman by the name of Rupert French, a career job search coach and specialist who's written his second version of a fabulous book called How to Get a Good Job after 50. And Rupert today joins me from Hobart. Hello, Rupert. Thank you, John. How do I get a job after 50, Rupert? And what is retirement? Retirement is something that uh, I haven't yet discovered because, uh, like you, I'm uh, well over 50. (laughs) (laughs) Because the the days of uh, you got to a certain age, you'd been in the same job for however knows how long, and they gave you a watch and they gave you a check and off you went to, well, a death, basically, and um, it yes. was it was the end of your world. Uh, and a lot of people, of course, uh, did succumb to uh, to illness and, and premature death because they didn't have anything in their life, uh, apart from maybe golf or whatever. But today we seem to want to keep stimulated. But it's not easy for a lot of people to get a job or re-enter the workforce. What are your tips? The main tip I've got is, one, to disregard age discrimination. I'm not saying it's not real. It is. But you can get around it. And one of the best ways of convincing a hiring manager that you can do the job and do it well is to make yourself known to the company. It means possibly getting outside your comfort zone and getting out there and talking to people in the organization and talking about the work that they're doing and say, oh, I could possibly help you with that. And having that sort of can-do, want-to-help attitude You do that sort of thing, and when there's a discussion in the workplace about how something could be solved, someone may pop up and say, oh, I met someone the other day who said he could do just that. Hiring managers are not hardwired to discriminate on on age. Really? Well, not hardwired. I'm using the term hardwired. I'm not saying that age discrimination is not real, because it is. But if a a hiring manager comes across someone who could do the job, they'll take them on, however old they are. There are very few that would say, oh, you're too old. There are some. Yes, I admit there are some. uh, But fortunately, they're, they're not everybody. I feel for a lot of the uh, the, the partners of uh, men and, uh, and the partners of women who have uh, finished their working life. And um, I'll, I'll say specifically here, women who say, George, I wish you'd just get out of the house and do something. I can't bear the thought of you being here all the time, sitting around and uh, not having anything to do. Now, that could be going out to do voluntary work. It could be going out to help at the Probus Club. It could be doing a lot of things. But if it's something that you would like to augment your income with, that's something that uh, people would like to, of a certain age, still be involved in. There is work out there, yes? Oh, yes, there is definitely work out there. And uh, it's just to convince the people who are doing the employing that you can do it. The best way of doing that is not just sending in a written application. It's getting out there and talking to them and getting to know them. And volunteering is a good way of maintaining that confidence and 
maintaining skill level and meeting people and showing that you've got skills. You, you can get jobs through volunteering. Confidence is a big one, Rupert, of course, and once one has either been made redundant or has reached retirement age, uh, confidence does, of course, um, slip down and you might feel that the first rejection you have after reapplying for a job might be even um, you know, more, more of an insult to your... It, it, it certainly is, <laughs> So, yes. So uh, what are the tips to, to try and keep that confidence level at a place where you can continue to reapply? Well, the tips are basically to take control of, of the job search campaign, to take total control. The traditional recruitment and selection process, you sort of scroll through job boards and hope to find something that you might be able to do and then you put in, but you're not terribly keen on it perhaps, and you put in a half-hearted application, send it off, then you hear nothing back. And that reinforces your... Um, lack of confidence. It reinforces the idea that ageism is against you. But if you'd say to yourself, instead of that, right, I would really love to be working at XYZ Incorporated as a widget maker. Yep. Now, how can I get myself a job at that? Who do I know who works at XYZ? Back in the day, Rupert, we would have gone to, in Melbourne, The Age or The Herald Sun or uh, one of the other newspapers that would have had the Rivers of Gold and commercials, and uh, Mum would have cut the paper out and said, there's a job, and off you go, and um, go and meet with the, the manager. Uh, today, of course, it's, it's all online, and uh, with the various platforms that are available, a lot of people aren't really in tune with how to access the online job search platforms. Where do I go on my computer to find a job? The best way, actually, I, I would I would recommend not going to your computer. Aha! Uh -huh. I would start by saying, I like the idea of XYZ, Proprietary Limited. I would love to be a widget maker there. There's no job advertised, at least you haven't seen one and you, you don't know anything about it. Who do I know in XYZ, Proprietary Limited? Hmm, I don't know that I know anybody. But wait a minute, I think that Joe Bloggs might know someone. So I'll go and ask Joe if he knows someone. And if he does, I'll then contact the person, talk about the work that XYZ person does and what their workplace is like, what the problems are that they face, and um, chuck in a few, oh, I'd like to help you with that, ideas. And make yourself known, make yourself liked. I don't mean bosom pals. But I mean, someone that they'd want to have on the team. What can you can contribute to and the things you believe you can contribute um, to, towards a company? Uh, it was the time back in the time where, you know, you started a job at a certain age and you kind of held that until you got that gold watch. Today, you, you take your skills with you to multiple places. And those are the skills of which you talk of. So if you're if you are skilled in uh, data entry, if you are skilled in, in making widgets, if you are skilled in whatever, uh, that is a skill that is your skill. And like a stonemason, you take your tools to another job, correct? More important is your confidence and your attitude, the transferable skills, the employment, employability skills, as they call them, the soft skills. I, I often quote Richard Branson as saying, at Virgin, we hire for attitude. If they've got the right attitude, we can give them the skills. If ah. they've got the wrong attitude, it doesn't matter how skillful they are. That's very true. I, I actually I read that quote. 
an Avergian magazine, except I've got a feeling that I've changed the wording slightly. So yeah, but I, I think <laughs> the, it's a, I'm sure the sentiment's right. It's a truism, absolutely, and yeah. uh, that that is that is so true. And I, it does concern me that a lot of people who do go out to get uh, work just don't have the motivation to to show that they're hungry for the job. Um, and you'd rather employ somebody who was hungry keen to learn and was incredibly reliable and anxious to to do good than someone who's got a perhaps a PhD who you know doesn't have that mindset and interestingly enough a lot of research has been done over the last 10 years of employers who think thinking of older employees older workers and they say they're more reliable yeah they're more motivated they're more productive they don't take as many sick days as, as people under 35. A Queensland government survey showed that they were more likely to stay with the company two and a half times as long as someone under 35. Employers that have done that sort of research actually prefer to hire an older person than a, a millennial. What advice do you give to employers uh, when looking at uh, employing people over the age of 50 um, who've come from uh, a place, but uh, what advice do you give to them? I would give them the advice and say, look, if you think they can do the job, put them on because they'll be good. They'll stay with you. They won't be looking for greener pastures. They will, uh, they, uh, they'll put their backs into it. They've got a good work ethic and they'll get it done. Rupert, let's talk about specifically about your book. Um, how long did it take you to, uh, to get all, all the bits and pieces together and to put out how to get a good job after 50? Far too long. Um, <laughs> John, this is the second edition of it. The first edition came out in 2015. What's changed in those six years? My mind had changed. I'm learning things all the time. In fact, there are things now that I would like to put in the book, but it's a bit late. It's been printed. I think the gig economy is, is one big thing that I've put in the book. I've also put in the book the fact that recruitment agencies now are starting to treat job applicants, job seekers, as clients, non-paying clients, secondary clients, but as clients rather than just as products. And I think that's made a big difference. They realize that they want to provide the right candidate for the job rather than just a candidate. So it's better to treat the job seekers with uh, greater care and respect. The recruitment agencies, uh, I guess, are an important place to help shift the mindset. They are, and they can be very helpful. Don't go to all recruitment agencies. How do you know which are good ones and which aren't? You find out which ones specialise in the area you want to work in. Okay. And um, you choose those. I say two. I mean, it doesn't matter if you choose three. But what you want to do is treat someone in each of those agencies as a member of your network. Okay. So you're going to keep in touch with them on a sort of regular basis. Have them have them work for you? Yes, yes, exactly. Because it's the, to their benefit if uh, you do get employment because they get their commission back from the uh, the place that you've been placed. That's exactly right. And so they can be really helpful as long as you're showing that you're motivated and you're interested and you want to get there. And also, I guess, the good ones will help coach you as to what to do because for a lot of people, it's been many, many, many years since they've uh, gone for a job, in inverted commas. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, they can be really helpful. Uh, another innovation that's come in, of course, especially with COVID, is the idea of video interviewing. 
one of the offshoots of video interviewing is a thing with a horrible name, asynchronous video interviewing, meaning that the interviewer is not at the other end at the same time that you are. He or she has recorded questions into the software. Right. And you're sent a link. And when you're ready, you turn on your computer and press the start button and the questions come out. You answer them. And what you may not realize is that your facial expressions can be, if the, if the, the uh, program may be programmed to uh, analyze your facial expressions, your ums and your ers, as well as the number of keywords that you use. The answer is to smile at the robot. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Rupert, and, and, uh, is your book yeah. available uh, online? Yes, indeed. Where, where, where would I go to get a copy of, of your brand-new book, How to Get a, a Good Job After 50? You can get it at the pre-orders at Amazon and other platforms like that, or you can go straight to Exile Publishing, that's E-X-I-S-L-E, publishing.com and do a pre-order. Rupert, we wish you great success into the future. You're doing a great service to the community, especially for us over the age of 50 and and plenty more. A career coach, job search specialist and so much more. Uh, you're an educator and you're doing, uh, as I say, a, a great service and I do recommend you grab a hold of how to get a good job after 50, the second edition now, and uh, Rupert's working on the third, I'm sure, as uh, as we speak. But Rupert, thank you so much indeed, and uh, we wish you great success in, in your career as you move forward helping others. Thank you, John. 